Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Chris Ruffalo. It is Wednesday, August 10th, 2022, here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. Normally at this time, tomorrow we will be at a different time. It'll be a, bit, a little bit later in the afternoon. I have a commitment in the morning, um, so I'm not sure what time I'll be home, but um, we will figure it out. And uh, at some time between... Um, the time you get up in the drive-thru, Chris and I will do a show. So um, I'm not really sure what time that's going to be, though. We'll figure it out. And uh, the premium will be a little bit different, too, and we'll explain that during the premium today. But anyway, the show goes on, and uh, that's generally the way that it goes. Anyways, Chris, a lot of late-night action last night, right? It's like, it just seemed like every game was late. Like sometimes all the games are over, you know, really early, and sometimes they're all just late. And I think that Yankees uh, Mariners game could still be going. Yeah, it's possible, but I, I will go on record saying that might be the best zero zero extra innings game I've ever seen. I've watched it front to back, and that was it was just it was so good. And you know, I had the Mariners in that game, so I was sitting on the edge of my seat for every half inning in extras, but uh, just watching the back and forth, you saw Luis Castillo. I know we all say that uh, the, the, the Mariners gave up a ton to get him, but with performances like that, you could probably see why they uh, why they wanted him so badly. Yeah, I mean, really tough to find any fault with Castillo at all in the way that he's pitched in either of his outings for the Mariners um, you know, so far since the acquisition. And these have been against the Yankees too. So um, definitely, um, definitely tough, uh, you know, tough sledding there. In, you know, not the easy, not the easy opponent. And then um, I had the Giants yesterday, and I I knew I was in trouble with that pick. And you know, it was be, it it just um, basically, you know, for that one, it was like then they came all the way back after really not playing well the entire game, and having a lot of opportunities and not taking advantage of them, and then. And then only to blow it, you know, a three-run home run in the, in the bottom yeah. of the 10th. So, um, I don't know. Struggle. Yeah, it was, as soon as I saw Juan Soto hit the home run, I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> I did, like I said, I didn't, I didn't know that that was your play. So, I was like, I was like Mitch is going to hate Juan Soto today. Probably because he was probably doing cartwheels and... You know, backflips and hand back handsprings going down the first baseline that he hit his home run, and they they did make that comeback, and again just falling short. I don't know. I I don't know what to do with that Giants bullpen. It's been a lot lot less reliable over the last month. It has definitely been uh, not as reliable. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, the Giants just they they laid down this year. Did not get it done. Almost said like last year was our year. This year we're going to sort of kick back a little bit. Can't deliver on expectations twice in a row. But do they? But do you think they? Do you think they get rid of Kapler? No, I don't think it's his doing. You know, I just think that you know some of the guys just didn't perform, and um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, while that, you know, sometimes it's hard to blame the manager. It's usually he's the first one that the axe falls on, right? Yeah, it usually is. But um, I don't think that, you know, coming from winning the division last year, you know, it's, it's quite, 
you know, the same as, as this year. I think, yeah. you know. Anyway. Yasha has heavily criticized in the YouTube comments for my Washington pick on this show. Um, <laughs> someone told me it was the dumbest pick they've ever heard. Um, in fact, uh, did you see that one, Chris? Yeah, I did. And I was about to, I was going to respond. to like, well, this comment aged well. And, but, uh, yeah, someone put in there, that's just, that was the dumbest pick ever. And then went on a, uh, a three-line rant about how Chicago was the smart play in that game, and Marcus Stroman had other ideas. Yeah. That's what you get for backing me. We know Stroman. We've seen Stroman. <laughs> did, he, did he make it through five yesterday? I didn't see his final line. I'm not, not even sure. Because I know he had a terrible ERA at home going into that start, and if it, it was a short outing, it, could, it wouldn't have helped. Right, so we got plenty of action today um, to get into. And, of course, NFL preseason back in the swing of things starting tomorrow. Um, just two games tomorrow, but um, we'll get into those. Yeah, tomorrow we're going to do the show. It just is going to be a little bit late. So um, premium and VIP will be separate videos from Chris and myself. They'll both be combo, but um, we just have a schedule conflict, and it's rare, you know, that it happens, but it happens. Unless Chris wants to do the show by himself, <laughs> he can do that. <laughs> now you're, 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 you're the... Uh... The you're the, uh, the Rufus solo, solo show. <laughs> you're the depth. I may be the eye candy, but they can only, that I can only go for so long. Someone asked in the Facebook group when the Ruffalo occurred, and that was, <laughs> I know, it was it was December 24, 2019. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't remember what year it was for the Hawaii Bowl, but that makes sense with 2020 being the COVID year. Yeah, it so. had to have been because we started Pick Dogs in 2019. And uh, it's just all, you know, that's, it's just a matter of uh, putting it together. You have, you have certain, you have certain moments in time. You have the immaculate reception. You have the, uh, the Stanford cow band running onto the field. And then you have the Ruffalo here at Big Dogs. <laughs> yeah. I think like everyone has like their defining moment and stuff. It's just for me, it's like, I don't think I really have one because I think just every day I'm willing to put, stick my neck out there. Let people take pot shots at me. <laughs> that, you mean to tell me that's going to be... Well, I mean, it is named after me, so maybe that is my defining moment. Uh, <laughs> for better or worse, it is It is your signature moment. <clears throat> the dubious distinction. I wear it like a badge of honor. Anyways, let's get into these games today. We've got early action, um, a few games early, and then we've got you know all night again. We've got the Mets taking on the Reds. Taiwan Walker, after the last pitching performance, is minus 360. Um, we've got the Brewers and the Rays, which looks like a doozy. Um, got the Cubs and the Nationals going back at it. Chris? <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's Taiwan Walker's had a good year, but... Three minus three sixty is insane. Uh, I'll lean towards the over nine, maybe even take the Reds plus one and a half here. TJ Zoic has, yeah, I, I remember this guy from being in the Toronto uh, rotate, the Toronto farm system. He's got good stuff, and I think he can uh, 
he can definitely mow down some of these Mets batters, but uh, I don't expect him to get through unscathed. I think this one finishes closer to 10 runs. So I uh, can lean towards the over, maybe also lean towards the Reds plus one and a half. Uh, I'm also going to lean towards the Brewers with Brandon Woodruff on the mound. He's been pretty good in his last few starts. And if the Brewers don't want the, uh, the NL Central race to get too out of control, uh, they got to, you know, win games when they can. I think Jeffrey Springs, while he's a good starter for the race, not their best. And uh, I think the, the Brewers can uh, can bounce back and maybe get a win here. Don't love that price of minus 162, but it's sort of on the fringe where I'm wearing, where I'm willing to pay the money line. So I give the... Uh, Give the edge to the to the Brewers in that one. That Mets Reds to me just looks like an overall day. Twice on Wednesdays, um, I think both these pitchers can get lit up like Christmas trees. Walker absolutely hideous after the All Star break last year. This time, uh, we saw it kind of it melt down on him last time out. And um, you know, TJ Zuch, um, yeah, <laughs> sure thing. Um, <laughs> Then we also know, you know, our, one of our favorite stats that we love to uh, talk about on this show, and that is Josiah Gray, um, that in the day, um, four and two with a 2.64 ERA at night, three and six with a 6.57. He's de- he's what you call night and day. Um, and uh, it's day for uh, Josiah Gray. So uh, I'm going to roll with him here. Got the uh, A's and the Angels, the Padres and the Giants, and the Yankees and the Mariners on short rest. Yeah, it was just like uh, twelve hours between uh, between the, the end of last night and the, and the start of today's game. Maybe I don't know, but uh, for that Angels Oakland game, I don't know how Tuki Toussaint has a has a paying gig, but apparently that's where the Angels are in their rotation. And uh, at that point, I got to go with the over seven and a half here. The Angels kind of woke up offensively last night, and I expect them to get to Paul Blackburn, who has struggled, if anywhere, at home this season. And uh, I think the A's can can welcome Tucson with some uh, with some damage here. I think they can get to him. I think this one finishes closer to nine runs. It'd be a five to four, six to three kind of game, whichever way you have it going. But either way, give me the over seven and a half in that one. And uh, I'm also going to lean towards the New York Yankees, mainly because for me, Robbie Ray struggles against the better teams. That he faces, we saw him have major issues against the uh, the Houston Astros, and you know the Astros also beat up on the Yankees. But I think the Yankees can get to Ray here, who has had issues with with New York going back to his time in Toronto. I think his last two starts against uh, against the Yankees has given up ten runs in nine innings. So I lean towards the Yankees in that one. Yeah, I'm, I, I like the Giants here all day and twice on Wednesday. I think the Padres scored you know, seven runs last night. They were pretty much terrible. Um, it's about as bad as a team could look winning a game, um, giving up uh, three runs in the top of the ninth inning against a Giants team. It's pretty punchless this season. I think you know what we've seen from the Padres is just really overrated disappointment. I think this team, it's, if they get to the playoffs, it's just going to be embarrassing for them. So maybe they say to themselves an embarrassment and just choke it here down the stretch and don't make it to the playoffs at all. Really, um, what you're going to see is all the public humping up on the Padres after finally getting a win and acting like, well, there is no problem, right? Oh, there's a problem. Um, There's a real big problem there. It's called lousy, lousy team chemistry. Um, It's called the most self-centered player in baseball. Um, Jerk. (laughs) What a moron this guy is. I mean, how could you root for someone like this? You know, I just don't understand it. 
It's like, how could you be in this? It's like, to me, it's like rooting for this guy's like rooting for Ezekiel Elliott. It's just like, why, you know, why did it just have to be, in, you're, you're not that good, you know? It's like, there's been a lot of guys with a world of potential. A lot of guys, you know? A lot of guys with a world of potential. Anyways. Can't stand them. <laughs> Terrible. Anyways, Nestor Cortez. I think they're better off with Desi Arnaz Jr. in this one. I'm going to go with Robbie Ray. I know he's, he, um, Robbie Ray's feast or famine. We've seen some famine from him, but I think he feasts here. We saw the, the Mariners take uh, two of three from the Yankees at the stadium. I think they do the same here in Seattle. Uh, I think that's one of the tougher games, certainly not rushing to the window like we are to fade the Padres on the reverse run line. <laughs> um, it's like going to go with the uh, Mariners in that one. Anyways, got the um, Phillies and the Marlins, got the Orioles and the Blue Jays and the Tigers and the Guardians. Chris? Yeah, the uh, the uh, the Blue Jays and Orioles, this is, you know, they really kind of looked at it with a, a close eye. I'm going to go with the over eight and a half in this one. Jose Barrios, you know, the definition of a Jekyll and Hyde pitcher pitches very well at home. I think the Jays have won 13 straight starts for, for him at home. The problem is he's not at home here, and he's got, a, a, I believe, still a 6-plus ERA on the road this season. Just got beat up in his last start away from home as well by the Twins. And Dean Kramer, while he has had his moments at home, he's been one of the inconsistent pitchers at home for the, uh, for the Orioles. Alternated shutouts and then gets rocked in his next start. Threw a shutout last time out, and I think against the Toronto team, he'll have some issues navigating the lineup. Uh, I think the value is on the Orioles here, but uh, I'd probably go with the over 8.5 in that one. And I'm also going to go with the over 9 between the uh, the Guardians and Tigers. I just don't trust this pitching matchup. Aaron Savali coming back from the injured list, and I think the, uh, the Tigers can get to him here, even though Savali has decent numbers against the Tigers. I still think it's going to be a higher scoring game. I don't trust Drew Hutchison as far as I can throw him either. So give me the over uh, over eight, over nine in that uh, Tigers-Guardians uh, matchup. I'm seeing it in different totals in different places. I like, uh, I like the Phillies in this one against Alcantara. I think you're getting good value here. The Marlins just haven't been hitting the ball, and Syndergaard's terrible. You know, not terrible. He's just not the same pitcher that he used to be. Um, he's not terrible. He's just not elite anymore. But you know, now Contra is. But the thing is that you still got to score runs, and um, you know the Marlins don't do that. And I think the Phillies will. I think that's where the value is. Believe it or not, favorite a fav value was on the favorite in this one, and. Um, think that um yeah i don't dean kramer's coming off the best performance of his career i think last time out he's fantastic so tough to think that jose barrios can beat him not barrios <laughs> what are you selling today chris no for me i got right now up on the board my 15 dollar pick off play uh, we hit our play last night i'm looking to go back to back here 
And uh, right now, I also have a couple of uh, extra plays put in for, for long-term subscribers. Might make that a three-pack as well. But for right now, just my $15 pick-off play. And use that promo code AUG15 for 15% off of PickDogs Premium. Yeah, for me, I just have my $15 uh, play as well. I lost yesterday. I switched picks, and that always burns me. But um, I'm back today. I've hit three in a row, including two Moneyline Dogs. Um, in that streak and look to start another one today. I'm hitting it over 70% in those picks. So um, when you lose one, it just, it only makes sense that I win the next two or three. And uh, that's what I plan on doing here. Use that code AUG15, get 15% off. I also have a ton of other picks. I just haven't been putting out a lot of bigger packages. So um, yeah. Anyways, that's that. Go to our next set of games. And we've got the uh, Braves and the Red Sox. Got the Astros against the Rangers and the Royals against the White Sox. I think Justin Verlander took offense to Ron Romanelli's um, McClanahan comments. He certainly just <laughs> continues to dominate out there. What do you got, Chris? Uh, for these, I like the Braves. I, I think that uh, got some momentum after after taking it in extra innings last night and I think this is just a complete mismatch with Kyle Wright on the mound against Nick Pavetta and uh, getting a decent price with the Braves given that mismatch so I'll take the Braves in that one I also like the Chicago White Sox Chris Bubich is piss, pitch, oh geez, pitching very well but uh I, I think he's still a left-handed pitcher going against this White Sox lineup that still leads the league in batting against left-handers on the road and uh, I just I think the White Sox close out the series with a win here against Bubich. So give me uh, give me the White Sox on the money line. I just have so little faith in the White Sox right now. I do see a first ballot Hall of Famer there, though, with Johnny Cueto on the hill. So tough to go against him and uh, even laying odds on the road. I think you could lay three and a half to four and a half with uh, the Astros here with Verlander. Go to our next set of games. We've got the Rockies against the uh, Cardinals. Miles Miklos probably uh, still <laughs> watching game film, trying to figure out what the hell happened um, in that one. Um, got the Diamondbacks against the Pirates. Probably the most boring series of the season. And then uh, we've got the Dodgers up against the Twins. Ryan Pepio. Pepio. <laughs> little pepio in the stepio <laughs> got some put some pepio in the stepio there this <laughs> 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 is bad <laughs> oh wow uh, the car well the cardinals and rockies you know i i'm I'm still thinking Miles uh, Michael is, is icing his butt after what the rockies did to him yesterday and that's just uh yeah, that's that's a mess. But I think I'm gonna go with the under 12 in that game. I know we saw 21 runs yesterday, but Jose Quintana hasn't been terrible for the for the uh, for the Cardinals since coming over. And I just think that Kyle Freeland has a decent outing here. This is just one of those games where it'll take 13 runs to beat you at that number. And I think this finishes closer to maybe a seven to four kind of game. So I'll take the under 12 in that one. And I'm also going to go with Los Angeles Dodgers again. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. 8-0 in the month of August. Outscoring teams, uh, I believe it's 55-17 to 17 this month in 
in those eight games and Sonny Gray, you know, he is a solid arm for the for the Twins, but the Dodgers are just on another level right now. They can really do no wrong, even in a bullpen game. So I'm going to go with the Dodgers in that one. All right. I like uh, the Dodgers as well. I just like the way they're playing. I think the Twins melting down the stretch, I don't think is surprising anybody here. Um, and they had a chance to put the Guardians and the White Sox away many times this season. We're unable to do it. And now they're not going to the postseason. And uh, they don't deserve to be. And uh, let's see what else we got. Cardinals, Rockies, tough to get, you know, tough to really get behind anyone in this one. And uh, Diamondbacks, Pirates, I give up on the Pirates, this one. I give up. Anyways, um, go to the parlays. What do you got? Yeah, for me today, I'll go with the uh, the over eight and a half between the Blue Jays and Orioles. I'll go with the Atlanta Braves, and I'll go with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm gonna go with the Giants, the um, Giants, the White Sox, and the Astros minus three and a half. Mitch for Chris. Thanks for joining us. Make it a winning day. Tomorrow, like I said, off times. We'll figure it all out. And um, the premium and VIP tomorrow, um, we're each going to do it solo. So we'll post it as we normally post to the to the group. And that's the way it'll be. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.